The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmilzer. And on this podcast, we are going to be diving deep again into our educational series, our educational foundations, and focusing on really a separate aspect of this whole journey towards intelligence systems that we've been talking about for the last five years here at the AI Today podcast. And uh, well, well, we'll share a little bit with you on that. We're going to be talking about this automation to intelligence journey, this roadmap. But before I get into that, I just want to you know welcome all of you again to the AI Today podcast. And this is the first episode you're listening to. Uh, as I just mentioned, we've been doing the AI Today podcast since 2017. This is our fifth year, over 240 plus episodes. And our focus has been typically and traditionally on what is happening with AI today, uh, spending a lot of our time on uh, looking at what's happening in the markets and use cases, a lot of interviews, but also what we have found is that our most popular episodes have really been focused around education, learning the foundations of many of the concepts that are around AI, but also learning about best practices and how to do things right. And that's kind of where this podcast sort of picks up on, on that uh, track. Exactly. As Ron mentioned, you know, the education series in general is something that we want to focus on and share more of on our podcasts because we know that our listeners really enjoy that content. And also we need more of it in the market. Uh, You know, this is something that is incredibly important and we need more people hearing and sharing and discussing this. So as always, you can reach out to us, info at cognolitica.com. We love when we hear from our listeners. So please do you know, share your feedback with us and also let us know more that, that you'd like to hear about on this podcast in general. But today we want to focus on uh, our roadmap series from automation to intelligence. And today's podcast really is going to be laying out you know, the foundation of what this is about. As Ron mentioned, it is a journey. Note that it is, you know, you will not achieve this overnight. There really are multiple steps and this is something that needs to be thought through. So we will be, there will be many more episodes on this as well. And if you have not already, I encourage you to subscribe to the AI Today podcast so you can get notified of all of our future episodes and stay up to date as we continue to push out different education, including the different podcasts in this uh, automation to intelligence roadmap series. Yeah. So go ahead. Yes, Kathleen. Sorry. (laughs) I was going to say, so, you know, we really want to start out with automation in general and what is it, why it's important and, you know, why organizations even decide that they need automation and what exactly it does. Yeah. So autom- So let, let's. I think it's a good place to start. So um, you know, the thing about technology, let's sort of just let's just get to the real foundation of technology. Ever since the Stone Age and the Bronze <laughs> Age, going all the way back, right? I mean, that's part of actually really what makes humans humans, right? 
uh, has been this ability to innovate and use tools to for progress over the you know over the history of humanity what we've been doing is bringing new technology to basically make our lives easier right you know if we were, if we had not advanced in all these millennia we'd still be you know hunting and collecting and gathering and doing many really hard labor uh, things that we now take for granted, you know, think about washing our clothes in a washing machine or going from one place to another in a car or being able to pick up a phone and call someone or, you know, any of these things that we're doing right now, you know, what technology has done is it's, is it's really made us as humans. We're still the fundamentally the same human species that we were, you know, millennia ago, but what's made us, different in this in this you know this 21st century than before is that we have access to all this technology that has improved our lives you know and the thing about all this technology is that organizations have realized that you know increasingly in order for them to do more and more to serve more customers around the world to provide 24/7 access to to their products and services to give people the ability to do more with less to keep products efficient, you know, to allow organizations to to not have to, you know, be constantly burdened with like, you know, uh, human resources that that they that they're having trouble hiring. You know, what technology does is it gives us the ability to increasingly become more efficient and more productive. And automation, this idea of automation is the is really the idea of using technology to perform many of the tasks that we have been doing manually, right? In an, in a well, automated fashion. But I don't want to use the word automated to define automated. So, you know, automated, of course, means about repeatability, repeatedly using technology to, to perform a particular task, you know, uh, over and over again um, in some very predictable, repeatable way, and in a way that's more efficient or more effective than we could do it you know, as, as people. And that, that's, that, that, whether that's automation is hardware automation with factory lines or whatever, whether it's software automation with, with, you know, tools and software doing things, that's really the core of what automation is all about. And it provides a lot of benefits. You know, what is automation good for, right? Exactly. You know, if you think about having a human repeat a task over and over and over again for hours, that is not a great, Thing that humans can do, right? We we make errors and we get tired and we need to take breaks. So when you automate tasks, you can improve productivity. You can also eliminate errors because machines are really great at doing the same task over and over and over again without tiring. I recently saw um, a video with uh, Costco at their pizza making robot where it puts the sauce on the pizza and every single time it'll put the same amount of sauce on it'll put it in the same exact you know order very repeatable where if you have a human do that you have to ladle the sauce on it can you can put different amounts on every single time sometimes you can spill the sauce you know there's a lot of different factors that come into play but when you automate that it's repeatable it eliminates errors you get the same product every single time so those are you know really really important aspects to automation. It can also reduce operating costs because you can have more predictable outcomes and maybe you don't need as many people on, on that anymore. It can increase 
compliance as well, depending on, you know, what industry you're in, what uh, regulations you need to have. Uh, automation can help with that. It can also enhance the customer experience because you're giving the same product every single time. Maybe you have automation as, as you know, the first step in that journey where it's able to help customers at a certain level and, uh, you know, eliminate a lot of uh, some of the frustration with, you know, dealing with humans, having to wait for them, all of that. Also, it can help with this idea of digital transformation. It can really accelerate that as businesses move more towards automation, having these repeatable flows, repeatable outcomes, streamline workflows. I mean, there's a lot of benefits to automation from many different industries. Everybody can benefit from automation. Yeah, and if you hear about some of the challenges that organizations are having even today, especially with uh, challenges in the workforce, global workforce, availability to get workers, uh, you know, changes, of course, obviously the pandemic has changed the way that people work and working from home. Um, also changes to the supply chain and availability of materials. Many of those problems relate to the challenges of automation because the organizations that have the most challenges, the most problems are the most dependent on uh, human-based uh, tasks, on uh, paper-based processes, and on basically knowledge of how things work that are locked in people's heads. And while, you know, the, the, the challenge with technology always has been, and we talk about this actually in one of our previous podcasts on ethical and responsibility, I, you know, the, the thing about technology is that people are always afraid of losing jobs because like, well, wait a second, if we take the human out of the equation, right, we, we sort of eliminate the worker, the human worker from this thing, then we're just going to lead to massive unemployment. But actually, if you take a look at the history of employment since the 1700s, you know, the, where the industrial revolution, you know, happened, you know, it's not that, you know, you would think that, oh my goodness, 90% of the world would be unemployed. Because if you look at what people spent 90% of their time doing in the 1700s, almost all of those things have become completely automated, whether it's the, the farm worker, the weaver, the, you know, the person who's making nails, you know, manually back in the day, all of those things have become uh, you know, either we used automated uh, farm equipment or we use, uh, you know, factories that have that can basically make millions and millions of nails a minute. You know, uh, whereas somebody before was like like a, a, a blacksmith, right? Literally hammering that. And we don't have massive unemployment because with productivity comes new opportunities. And that's basically what, what's happening here. With, with these requirements to do automation, we unlock the ability for organizations to do more, to offer more services, to do more things. And because exactly. of that, automation is a huge driver, a huge driver uh, for, for benefit across the, across the world. Yeah. And I wanted to chime in there because we have said this on multiple podcasts. We also run the AI and government community and event series, as well as the enterprise data and AI community and event series there. This is a theme, a common theme that continues to be brought up also in our CPMAI, our Cognitive Project Management for AI Methodology and Certification course. And it is worth repeating again and again, because this is a fear that people have, that automation will take their jobs, that by automating tasks, they will no longer be relevant. They will no longer be needed. And that is not the case. And we want to continue oh. to share that message because that needs to be heard loud and clear. Automation is not, you know, is not going to create mass unemployment. So 
you can address those fears and concerns with people, but make sure that you are having those conversations so that you can move past that and really get out of your own way at the organization so that you can move forward with this. Because if you would like to be uh, a more intelligent organization, you really need to be on this roadmap and you really need to be on this journey. And don't let you know fears of employees stop that. We always say it's a top-down approach. Management really needs to have buy-in. You need mm-hmm. to be pushing this message and you need to really be encouraging people to adopt this. So I just want to con- you know, continue to hone in on that and say that because it really is important. Don't let that stop you. Automation is incredibly important to your organi- to your organization. We talked about all of the, the benefits you know, just a few minutes ago. Really, it's true. Um, and you need it in order to move forward. Ron talked a lot about too, you know, now, I mean, we have major employment concerns. You have to automate tasks to stay, uh, but, but unfortunately, you know, the work isn't going away. So right. we have employment issues, but increased work. If you don't automate, you really are not going to be able to move forward. And that's actually a really good way to think about it because you're not actually really automating jobs, you're automating work. So you so we split this this idea, this difference between what people do with their job and the work that they do. And if you're like a health claims administrator and you're responsible for taking people's, you know, uh, claims that, you know, they, they, they saw a doctor, did that sort of stuff. Um, but you're spending half of your time as, as a healthcare administrator, merely copying and pasting stuff from one system to another or sitting on the phone for 45 minutes to an hour or more waiting for some sort of uh, claim number or approval or something like that. Or, or let's say your job is to order toilet paper as a warehouse person, but, you, but you're spending most of your time not doing that. You're spending most of your time waiting to see if you can get a truck available to deliver it. Um, these things are are not theory. These are the actual real problems we have today. Many of the problems, you know, uh, when, uh, our local grocery store uh, here was having massive issues, you know, keeping stuff on their store shelves. And the first thing you might think is like, oh, there must be a shortage of salad or something like that. But actually, that wasn't the problem. The problem was is that a lot of these things were sitting in the warehouses. But but the truckers were not available. Many of them were sick, or there was other issues, and, and just were, a well, shortage in general. A shortage, and then there was actually a winter storm, all sort of stuff. And you're like, man, what is that all about? You know, is this a problem that can be solved by basically automating? Because your job as the grocer is not calling up warehouse people. Your job is to keep the store shelf stock. And if you're spending 60 to 70% on a work task that's not helping you do your job, then really the whole goal of automation is to is to automate that work. So one of the things we'd like to talk about here, you know, in this podcast and in the rest of the series, we talk about, okay, great, we understand. We need to we need to automate. And the more that we automate certain things, the more value that we're going to get, the more that we basically can reduce uh, these errors, the inefficiencies, et cetera, we can recover that and we can reinvest that in other things, new products, new services, you know, uh, improving access to things, increasing hours, whatever we need to do to, to, to recover that uh, value and increase more value to the organization. But the thing that, we, that we've really realized after seeing hundreds, if not thousands of automation projects, as well as AI projects, these things are very different, by the way. Automation, we're going to talk about that shortly. Automation and intelligence are not the same thing. But one of the things that we've realized is that you can't just sort of flip the switch and go from an unautomated organization to a fully intelligent automated organization, that there's actually many steps that need to happen along the way. 
And a lot of those steps are have nothing really specifically to do with automation. There's things that get in the way of automation. And well, that's the whole point of this roadmap is how do we address those factors in the right order so that I can achieve my, my de de desired outcomes with automation and not get stuck, right? And well, we'll talk about a few of those, those things to, to consider, and we'll talk about how do we know when to address them at the right point. I guess maybe a first place to start is the fact that we were just hinting about this, that if we have systems that don't have uh, data or processes or information that computers can even handle, then we have no, no, no uh, chance of automating. So really a first step for many folks on this journey from automation to intelligence is really thinking about these factors of digitization, which is taking non-digital assets and making them digital that we can process in a machine, and also digitalization, which we talked about in a previous podcast as well. We talked about process automation, where, we, where it's the idea of taking these non-digital processes like uh, things that people do and encoding them in a way that a computer could say, oh, okay, I understand what the process is for stocking the store shelves or the process is for handling a health insurance claim. Once the computer knows what that process is, we have a chance of, exactly. of, of automating it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you may think that this is easy, but this is not. And we have talked to many organizations of all different sizes across the world and you would be surprised at a lot of the very, very manual, non-digital processes that still exist. And this can be an issue when you are looking to start your automation journey, automation to intelligence, because you can't have processes stuck in people's heads. You can't have non-digital documents. That, that needs to be step one. You know, you have to get that digitized. You have to get these processes documented so that they are out of people's heads and that they, they are written down and you can actually follow them and have it be a logical flow uh, rather than somebody, you know, have, have it stuck in their brain and steps one through five and accidentally they jumped from two to four. Now you got to go back like that. That's not what you want. So you would be surprised at how many organizations still really fundamentally need to move forward here. Maybe you are thinking about that and laughing, laughing along because your organization has the same pain points. So know that that is really something that you do need to consider. And as we've mentioned many times, and hopefully, you know, really, really ingraining here, this is a journey and you need, everybody has a different um, you know, timeline on their journey. So it may take some organizations longer than others, but really make sure everybody is on this journey and it is not kind of, you know, just jump from A to Z and instantly you are done. It is a, it is a journey. So make sure that you are understanding and embracing that as well, that this follow, follow this. Um, there's also, you know, when you're doing this, there can be some exceptions. Of course, it would be great if things followed the same flow every single time, but sometimes forms change, documents change, fields change. You need to make sure that whatever business flow you have can address that. And not, not all the times it can. So, you know, make sure that, that that is another thing that you are considering. Yeah. So, so speaking about exceptions, I mean, a process flow exception, of course, is when if you have some flow that says this is the way things generally work, right? But then 
something happens and that flow can't work, that's usually the area that a lot of these process automation systems get into trouble because now the human has to get back involved, right? And if exceptions are the rule, let me put it that way, where it's like, yes, you know, it would be nice if the process flow worked this way, but like 80% of the time, the process does not work that way, then basically you haven't really automated anything. All you've done is you've automated the easy cases, which don't happen most of the time, and you're still having your people handle all the difficult cases. This is where we're going to talk about this intelligence will have will, will help because if exceptions are the rule, I guess is the best way to put it, then your system needs to have flexibility. Your system needs to have agility. Your system needs to be able to handle um, non-deterministic systems, right? A deterministic process, as we talk about in our training, is something that always happens the same way every way, right? And there's lots of deterministic uh, systems. You can write rules and it's like, yep, you know, this is sort of the rule. Like when you're filling up your gas at the gas tank, you know, with your, with your car, like the way that that whole pump works is very, very deterministic. You know, step one, you know, you know, put in your card number or whatever, you know, put in your loyalty thing, step two, payments, you know, then step three, select your gas, then put it in. And then when done, you know, ask for a receipt, et cetera. That happens like, like, like there are no exceptions to that. I mean, very, very few exceptions to that process. And when there are exceptions, then you have to go talk to someone, you know, about like the credit card reader didn't work or something like that. But, but, but if their human had to be involved in every step, then th that automation wouldn't, wouldn't do much at all. So, so, Part of the, the secret to this automation to intelligence roadmap is one, finding the first processes that really do happen very, very uh, predictably, right? Then you have a much higher chance of actually gaining some benefit because if you automate the things that don't have a lot of exceptions, obviously you're going to be much more successful. But then the second thing is, is when we're dealing with exceptions, we need to basically build systems that have greater tolerance for um, things that don't go the, the right way. That's when we can make use of things like natural language processing and predictive analytics and pattern and anomaly detection and all the sorts of stuff that we talk about when we talk about uh, AI. The only other things we, that you really do need to consider, well, there's a, a lot of other things you need to consider, but on this roadmap is you may have some actual challenges in getting access to data. Data access, even if the data has been digitized, um, you may have challenges getting to. You may have some security considerations. You may have regulatory considerations. We talk about healthcare, patient data. A lot of that stuff is highly protected. Um, you know, it's if you can't physically gain access to it, it's very hard to automate something that requires access. So, when do you deal with that? Is there a proper step in the roadmap that may help you to figure out how that is, especially if it's a very complicated, very expensive problem to solve? And then, sort of the last thing is this idea of, of governance, which of course is all about about process, uh, the the people part, which is who has access to what, who's defining the process, right? Is there somebody who's in charge? Is like, is there a process boss? Who's going to be managing this? Someone has to own it too. Who's going to own this process over time? Is it, you know, if, if it's a factory ordering, uh, you know, sorry, a fulfillment ordering system, is it the person who's in charge of the supply chain or is it an IT person, right? Is it a technology person's responsible business? Of course, we would like to put as much of that responsibility to the business person, but the business person's not going to go in there and muck with a, with a technology system, right? So, so we have these issues. So all this basically you think about in the roadmap, because what you want is you want to address these things and not get stuck and do them in the right order. So, um, you know, really sort of like the final point here on all this about the journey is that, you know, automation can and does and usually does provide a very fast ROI, especially if you've identified 
the pain points that you can gain the most benefit from automation very fast. If you're like, oh man, if I can just, this one task <laughs> is taking two to three hours a day and it happens in a very repeatable way, man, if I could just, just have a system do that, I could capture back those two to three hours and I can use those two to three hours to do something else, right? That'll have a fast ROI. So figuring out what those processes are, how to do them really is the, the key to making all this work. Right. And another thing that you really should do is talk to stakeholders and talk to the people uh, that those tasks that you're automating, because you want to make sure that you are automating pain points for them and not necessarily automating the tasks that they enjoy. Don't start with those tasks and give them all the tasks that they don't. So, you know, you need to make sure you need to make sure that you're really in uh, involving everybody in this process, figuring out what those what those automation wins will be. And win isn't necessarily, uh, you know, just a, it's going to make this faster or it's going to improve costs or, you know, reduce costs or whatever. It's also, it's going to help keep your employees happy. You know, really look at it as a holistic picture. Uh, Very important. (laughs) Not everybody does that. And then wonders why people are so grumpy all of a sudden, because you've given them all the tasks that they hate and that's a full day of work. Right. Good point. So um, one thing we talk about a lot is the fact that along this journey, and we talked about this earlier, we do need to add intelligence. Intelligence and automation are very different things. Automation is all about repetition. It's all about uh, repeatedly doing things in a predictable way. That's the benefit. That's the value of automation. Intelligence, if you think about what your brain is doing, you're not repeating things. You're you're dealing with the changing world around you. You're 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 handling things as they as they change. You're you're agile. You're responsive. You're creative. You're thinking about new things, and those things are aspects of intelligence. So one of the things we're going to definitely talk about on this roadmap journey is when do we add those aspects of intelligence? When when is intelligence needed, if at all? on this automation journey. Maybe maybe for many projects we don't need, you know, we don't need intelligence in our credit card system when I'm, you know, buying fuel from the you know, buying gas from the, the, the gas pump, right? You know, I don't need to have an intelligent system there. It's not going to add any value. It'll probably add a lot of complexity and it'll probably break things that are working perfectly fine. So there are many systems that don't really require that. But then there are many other systems that do, you know, complicated systems around purchasing and fulfillment and and customer support. And lots of those things do require variability because customer support doesn't always happen in the exact same way all the time. And that's when we can introduce um, intelligence. And that's, of course, where we can introduce many of the patterns of AI that we spend many many of our podcast episodes talking about, which can do things like help us learn over time and improve the process, help us determine the next steps and help us deal with the exceptions or avoid exceptions, minimize the, the need for the human in the loop, um, you know, allow us to handle a greater amount of variability. And we can do that at some step in this roadmap. It's definitely not step one and it's not you know the last step in the roadmap either. It is is along the way. And we'll talk about that shortly. There are actually many levels of intelligence. And as we add intelligence, uh, we get those increasing levels of, of value. Exactly. So in this roadmap too, you know, there'll be questions that you need to answer saying, is there any machine learning in this system? Or, you know, do we need this system to handle process exceptions? If so, then maybe that's a great, you know, area to add intelligence. If not, then you don't need to. And you need to make sure that you're, you know, really, really answering these questions, honestly, because to add something that is not necessary can really add 
complexity, like Ron said, money, time, resources to projects that didn't need it. And so if, it, if you don't need it, then don't do it. So um, one of the things we talk about in our roadmap journey is this one thing we didn't mention actually yet so far is this idea of something called robotic process automation. And you may have heard that term. You may not have heard the term. Actually, I we are still, maybe I should not be surprised anymore. We talked to people who have never heard the term robotic process automation. And it is unfortunately a little bit of a misnomer because they hear the word robot. And I don't know why people instantly assume robot equals intelligence, because 99% of the robots that are out there are literally not intelligent. They're just repeating the same thing over and over again. I mean, it's actual automation. So it's, it's, it's as, as literal automation as possible. But the idea of robotic is really this idea of really people. It's this idea of repetitive tasks, which is that people are doing these tasks over and over again. They're acting like robots, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, they're cutting and pasting information from one system to the another. They're opening up emails. They're like, man, can we just automate our system to do those repetitive tasks over and over again in repeatable ways? And, and the answer is yes. And it's, it's become a very hot area because what RPA, this idea of robotic process automation has done is that has opened up the door to automating all of these software-based systems where previously you would have actually needed someone who was a programmer to use what's called an API, an application programming interface to, to extract data from one system to another. And that's just fraught with so many problems. Like, first of all, you may not have access, you have security problems, and also the API might not even give you access to what you want. And someone's like, man, if I could just uh, pretend that I have a robot that's doing the same thing that a human does with a keyboard and a mouse, you know, and typing things in, I can just sort of record what the human is doing or encode what the human is doing, and then just have the system just repeat that. And that's really what this is, this whole art. So if you hear RPA or you hear robotic process automation, it's the same idea of robot as when you go to like a website and it says, are you a robot? And you have to click a, uh, you have to check a box. What it's asking you is, is trying to make sure that you're not some software system that's just trying to, you know, do some automated thing, right? That is the sense that you should think of the word robot here is in like, okay, it's a bot, you know, a bot that is, you know, automating some tasks. So we will definitely talk about where RPA, this idea of software automation, robotic process automation fits along the journey, because it definitely fits along the journey. We'll also talk about um, ways in which we can get more value from our RPA systems, because it is providing a ton of value now. These companies are growing like crazy. Uh, they're basically doing workflow automation, the next generation of workflow automation. Um, but but it's not, you know, that's not an end in and of itself. It's like RPA is part of this journey and this journey continues, you know, past where what we can do right now. Exactly. Because as we said, automation is not intelligence. So robotic process automation is just one step in that journey from automation to intelligence. So it's important to point out. Now, as with any journey, there's different levels, and it doesn't mean necessarily that you need to go to the highest level to achieve either the end of your roadmap or the efficiencies and whatever it is that you were trying to gain. So we do want to point that out as well, that yes, it's a roadmap and it's something that you should follow, but like I said, it's going to take different amounts of time for every organization and every project. And also you may find yourself kind of stopping at different levels in this roadmap and that's okay too, but make sure that you do understand this is a roadmap. This is something that you need to follow and what the benefits are to each. 
So obviously at the beginning, when we said, you know, this is just different levels of intelligence in that automation journey, we want to move from simply just automating processes. That's our goal, right? We want to move from just automating processes. First, we said we have to get things digitized. Then we're going to automate processes. And we want to move from just automating repetitive tasks to adding intelligence into that. So it's able to do a lot of the things that we talked about, which was you know handling exceptions, all of that, not having humans to intervene all the time, having steps written down so that we have an actual you know, flow that we need to follow. And when we do that, we need to start adding and applying different levels of intelligence to that automation in order to get us where we need. So you know, think about at the beginning, like we said, automation is not intelligence. So you're just going to have unintelligent automation, which still is incredibly useful. You know, we talk about automating coffee machines at before bed every night. I will get my coffee ready and I press a button and at 5 a.m. it brews. And when I wake up, my coffee's ready. That's awesome automation. Very useful in my life, but it is not intelligent. So if I accidentally forget to press the button, it doesn't brew. If I don't put water in, I'm not going to have coffee in the morning. So that's really, you know, just automation. And from there, we can start adding, you know, different levels of intelligence to get us to that end goal. Yeah. So we can make systems understand the the text. We can make them understand sort of what's happening in messages. We can make them understand uh, the processes themselves and try to predict where processes are going and find the bottlenecks, handle the exceptions, and sort of like the sort of end goal, if you will, kind of where do we end up on this journey of uh, automation to intelligence? Well, you could say that the end goal are autonomous business processes. You know, these systems that can automatically figure out what the next step should be, automatically optimize where the processes are, work with us as as humans together, so, you know, so that so that we are these processes are helping us do our jobs better. That they can help us design and iterate the process flows. That can deal with the systems and, and basically handle incomplete information. And you know, be like, you know, don't you worry, I'm going to handle this health insurance claim. You go on and help the customer. You help the patient. You know, help them get their 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 uh, level of care that they need. I will go and make sure I get the claim information, and you're not going to be stuck on the phone for 45 minutes to an hour. You know, that's really what what sort of like eventual goal of, of all these things. And it may not be the goal for every process. We don't need our, you know, credit card, you know, system, you know, at the at the gas pump to, to be anything more than it is, right? But there may be a lot of other processes that we do need to get to that level of, of advanced interaction. So we could think of like, and I like to think of sort of this idea of autonomous business process, like self-driving vehicles, you know, autonomous vehicles. It's like, you know, there's many situations where that, you know, that's an interesting and and uh, desired end goal, but it's more about the journey than it is about the destination. You know, uh, simply adding things like automated lane keeping and adaptive cruise control and automated braking, they add significant amounts of value. Even if I still have to drive the vehicle, this is a system that's that's really got my back. You know, it's sort of watch, helping me out, helping helping me be a better driver, right? And maybe eventually we'll get to the point where I don't even need to be in the driver's seat and I can just kind of let the, the car go. But that may or may not necessarily be the end goal. And I think the idea is that we're trying to achieve these increasing levels of value from our business process. And that's what the roadmap and the journey is all about, going from where we are today to, you know, maybe disconnected, you know, human and paper-bound processes that cannot be automated, that are full of problems, to the desired goal of fulfilling what we need to do as an organization and as people without letting these uh, things get in our way. 
Exactly. So that, you know, I think visually is a great way to understand this, where if, you know, a self-driving car is your end goal, you don't go from a fully human driving vehicle to a fully self-driving vehicle, just like that. There's many steps along this journey. And like Ron said, if you never do get to the end goal, but you're working towards the end goal, that's what the point of this roadmap is. So if you're thinking about, you know, automation to intelligence at your organization, think about it in a similar way, because really it is a journey and you want to focus on the journey, not necessarily the destination. So hopefully this has given you an overview. We work with a lot of organizations uh, delivering education, and we've been working with a number of companies recently on a new course and certification called Advanced Process Management from Automation to Intelligence, which is a training, certification, and roadmap. And that's really what spurred us to have a podcast series on it as well, because we said if we're already working with a number of organizations and they clearly have this need, I'm sure our listeners and the organizations that you work at have this need as well. So um, if you're interested in learning more about this course and participating yourself, we do encourage you to reach out to us. You can email us at info at cognolitica.com. That's I-N-F-O at C-O-G n-i-l-y-t-i-c-a.com so that we can get you registered as well. The podcast is going to be a series. We are going to talk about the different steps in this automation to intelligence roadmap and journey, but the training and certification really provides a more comprehensive, you know, education on this, which is why we've had a number of organizations already reach out to us and participate in this. So if you are interested, definitely make sure to reach out as well. We'd love to get you signed up. We encourage this in groups of at least 10 so that you are really, you know, educating everybody on this roadmap. Like I said, it takes a lot of people. You want to talk to your stakeholders. You want to make sure that management is involved in this, in all these decisions. So it really is best for groups. Uh, But please do reach out. We're happy to share additional details if you're interested. And with that, we hope that you have enjoyed this. Like I said, please make sure to subscribe to the AI Today podcast if you have not already, so you can get notified of all of our future episodes. We're going to have many episodes in this roadmap series on automation to intelligence and stay tuned for additional uh, series that we're producing as well. We have lots of education. We talk a lot about our CPMAI, our Cognitive Project Management for AI education, our methodology and certification there. But we also have additional ones, you know, being a data forward organization and the ML ops journey, as well as how to think about and build an ethical and responsible AI framework for your organization and your project. We have worked with a number of organizations on helping them with all of those various different points of education. We'd love to help you as well. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Make sure to rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Thanks to everybody that reaches out to us. And if you haven't yet, please do. And like I said, make sure to rate us as well. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. 
Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.